Hello, stoners of the world, and welcome to the Stoners Podcast Goes Commercial. We're here talking about the Super Bowl commercials of this year. I'm here with Tai OG. Hey, how's it going? Not bad, and I'm Buddy Scott. We're going to be talking about these Super Bowl commercials. Are you excited, Ty? You know it. Um, well, before we, like, because we're not going to really end up talking about these. I didn't feel like they really needed to be talked about in a full-length aspect, but I just kind of wanted to bring up two commercials that were in the Super Bowl this year quickly. Uh, one was the Burger King one that everybody's kind of upset about. Oh, uh, why is everyone upset about it? Uh, it? It is a little lazy, my issue with it is I don't think that this was a good Super Bowl ad. I think this is a great campaign, though. I think this is an amazing campaign idea. I just think that this was the inappropriate time to execute that. Oh, I strongly disagree. That plan. I, I, I don't think it's lazy. I think it's a, a, a strong risk. And it didn't end. pay off. Uh, I think it did. I think I think the mere fact that we're, we haven't chosen this to talk about and you felt the need to bring it up now – just goes to show that it did pay off. It's it's out there in the world, um, and you know that that's what an ad's for. I certainly, I'm not talking about mermaids talking to sharks. We're talking about the Whopper. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and people are like, oh, about oh. Andy Andy Warhol's artistic legacy. This is what Andy Warhol was all about: having his commercial on the Super Bowl and selling a product. That's like pop art to the pop. Like that that is this is Andy Warhol. It would not this is his dream. Me. It wouldn't surprise me if he had let, left this in a letter requesting that this be done after so many years after his death. Oh, yeah. Um, now, here's some funny things about it. In an interview with the director, because this is not an Andy Warhol film we're watching. This is a uh, Norwegian experimental director's film. I wish I knew his name, but I don't. It was called 46 Scenes from America. And I could also have that number wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's 46. He said in a recent interview about this, that when Andy Warhol showed up on set, there was a Whopper and two generic hamburgers. And Andy Warhol looked at it and said, oh, don't you have a quarter pounder? <laughs> and, the, and the director said, uh, no, but we can send one. And Andy said, well, no, I do think the quarter pounder is the most artistically perfect bun, but uh, we'll do this. Well, let's go with what we have. And so he chose the Whopper as opposed to – he would have rather the Quarter Pounder. He thought it was more artistically perfect. So that's hilarious. That is. That is pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, I was – I enjoyed seeing it. I haven't seen the controversy online. Uh, I know some people do rank it as a fail, but certainly when it comes to ads like this, I think you want to be the A or the F, you know, the, the Ds. The oh, C's, yeah, you don't want to fit in the middle. This was still – I guess, yeah, the fact that people are saying that it failed is a good thing too. Because people right. are talking about it, hence why we're bringing it up. Well, anyways, the other commercial that I just wanted to give a couple of seconds to was the Michael Buble commercial. Okay. I think that that commercial did not necessarily get its point across. I don't know. Is it bubbly or is it Buble? Like, I feel like, are they trying to tell us that it actually is Buble, their product? Or are they trying no, to tell I think us that, that it's bubbly and Bu Michael Buble just thinks it's funny to kind of change it to Buble? I believe a lot of people have been pronouncing it buble, is, is what I've picked up online. In fact, I myself used to have – I bought a case. Full, full disclosure, we're not sponsored by Bubbly. In fact, I bought a case, and it sat on our kitchen floor for months as I had one can and couldn't bring myself to throw it out, but certainly couldn't bring myself to open another can. Finally, mm -hmm. the, the other 11 did get thrown out. 
But I certainly – I was calling it Buble at that time. I think this is a branding exercise to tell us it's not Buble. It is bubbly. But, like, again, that was the thing. If that was their case, I felt like that commercial was confusing. You're right. Uh, it's probably going to create confusion for a couple of years. Right. But I did laugh. I did chuckle at that commercial. It certainly <laughs> was a C commercial for me. It wasn't an A or an F. But Oh, no. I chuckled. It was- yeah, it was a funny little commercial, and that's why I felt like I needed to, again, bring it up, but I didn't need to pick this commercial. Right. I feel like the commercial that I did pick, though... Well, actually, I'm going to throw in my own. Okay. And that is a commercial that I would have chosen were it available anywhere, but it's not, and that is the Skittles commercial. For those of you who don't know, and I do think they've certainly been pushing the fact out with their pregame advertising... Skittles, rather than producing a Super Bowl commercial, put on a live one-night-only show, Skittles the Musical, Skittles Commercial the Musical, sorry, starring Michael C. Hall of Dexter fame. Oh, really? Uh, You hadn't heard about this? No. No, okay, so it was a one-night-only show. Tickets were actually Broadway prices. Uh, They said it was on Broadway, and it was. It was in a bodega that's on Broadway, a functioning bodega that you customers were still able to go to a large broadway musical full-length actual broadway musical very meta it was a musical about michael c hall deciding whether he was going to be in a skittles based broadway musical you know it's post postmodern. Uh, i really did assume and i read coverage before what everyone kind of figured was uh, as they were leading up to the super bowl and said instead of the super bowl commercial uh we're going to be doing a live broadway show skittles the musical Everyone thought, oh, but we'll see clips of it on the Broadway, uh, on the Super Bowl. No, there was no Skittles presence at all. They didn't even mention that they had done that day. Skittles did not have a Super Bowl commercial. They just had a one-night-only live Broadway show featuring Michael C. Hall. And it's not online. You can't find it. It's not something – trust me, I've tried to find Sk- – I'm a musical guy. I love meta comedy. Uh, I even like Dexter longer than most people did. <laughs> I That's right. I remember that. <laughs> so I definitely would have seen this show if it was out there. I can't find it. I'm starting to wonder if there was any cameras there. What kind of ad exec okayed this? Like, hats off to you, sir. We need a world that is more like that. If the corporations can do that and put more whimsy into the world, then I'm. Uh, that's where I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm all for it. All right. Anything else? No, go ahead. So you got your commercial, and I'll just say before we get started um, that – I'm really looking forward to the Super Bowl episode because a lot of our shows, well, we've only done two so far, uh, but you know, going forward, I imagine it'll be more of the same. We're all in different TV markets. Most of us, you know, I, I don't have have TV at all. I'm watching usually on, online. If I'm watching a commercial, it's because I've chosen to sit and watch that commercial. Uh, I watched the Super Bowl uh, at a party where they had had commercials, so I was able to be part of that. But for the most part, I don't see commercials. I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't see commercials. So they have to go on our site, www.thestoner.com. It's beautiful. Uh, Come check it out. We have the commercials underneath the podcast. Have a look. You can even search them up on YouTube. They're not hard to find. But you have to make that effort. And a lot of people won't. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I never do the video component of them, whether it's how did this get made or whatever. I kind of think this is an episode where almost everyone is going to have seen the commercials. So I think that's pretty special. Just wanted to point that out. Now, what have you brought for me this week? Well, my favorite one of these commercials was the Pepsi commercial. I really felt like Pepsi really hit it hard this year. So we're going to play the Pepsi commercial, and then we'll talk about that. Okay, sounds good. I'll take a Coke. Is Pepsi okay? Is Pepsi okay? Is Pepsi okay? Ow! 
Our puppy's okay. He's a shooting star, okay? Is the laughter of a small child okay? Uh, Are you with me? You seem confused. Let's role play. Now. Uh, okay, I'm Steve. I'm an actor. No, no, and... no. Just order something. Uh, I'll have... You will have a nice cold glass of the best thing you ever tasted. Okay? Okay. I think you might be just saying it wrong. You gotta say it with pride, okay? Okay. Oh, yeah, kind of. Pepsi's more than okay. It's... Okay! Okay! Okay, what have we learned today? You want a Pepsi? I want a Pepsi. She wants a Pepsi. There you go. Okay! Like little John. Okay. I've got to come up with my own catchphrase. Okay! Okay, we just saw that. So I guess I'll give you my reaction. Uh, again, if, if you haven't seen it, you know, less people, I'm sure, didn't watch the Super Bowl. If you haven't seen it, we see kind of a familiar scene in a diner and the customer's ordering from the waiter. And she asks for a Coke. And he says, is Pepsi okay? Steve Carell shows up and says, is shooting star okay? Our puppy's okay? Our Pepsi is more than okay. And then he says, let's role play. And he snaps his fingers. He switched clothes. He hasn't switched clothes with the waiter. He's just stolen the waiter's clothes. The waiter is fully in his underwear now. And he says, would you like a glass of the most amazing thing you've ever had? Okay. And then it switches and we get to see Steve Carell do his best version. Actually, I missed also during this commercial from the original okay. We get to see Little John and Cardi B, both of whom have their catchphrase are both just the word okay but in different ways. They both throw in their okays. So at the very end, we see Steve Carell trying to do his version of the Little John and the Cardi B. Okay. So why did you choose this commercial, Scott? Well, one, I think this is one of the most magnificent branding ideas, like just great advertising idea I've ever seen. Okay. I think right away, like, who hasn't gone to a restaurant? My issue is I'm a Pepsi fan, so it yeah. is usually the opposite for me. But who hasn't gone in and asked for a Coke and they serve Pepsi and go, is Pepsi okay? Usually, I'll say, hey, I'll have a Coke or Pepsi. Because I'm just like, oh, whatever one it is. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah, but you've been at restaurants with your family or with other people and they've ordered a Coke. For sure, and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, and you've seen that. And Absolutely. I just think this is the best way of tackling that whole ideology of it. It really makes that whole, is Pepsi okay, be kind of like their motto almost now. It's kind of taking something that was a negative, or at least not so positive for them, and trying to flip it. Kudos on you, Pepsi. Absolutely. And I will say, it does play on something that I'm not sure is so good for their brand, in that... The person who first arrived wanted a Coke, right? And she's never she's seen settling for Pepsi. We never really see her come around and be like, oh, yeah, Pepsi was the better choice. I think even at the end, she was still like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> that is uh, a good point. The numbers in the States are really that Coke is more popular. So there is something to be said of, oh, most people want Coke, but Pepsi's okay. Uh, yeah, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Coke itself is bigger pepsi has passed diet coke though if i'm not mistaken okay but the big thing is that i'm pretty sure pepsi as a whole is significantly bigger than coca-cola as a whole got it okay because pepsi has the dorito lays yeah. and all that type of stuff and if you take in consideration all of that 
they like just destroy Coca-Cola on the whole bigger scale. And it's funny that I almost chose the Doritos commercial for tonight to talk about. I did change my mind, but I almost chose. So we almost had a full Pepsi product cast tonight. So it's another good reason I I switched. All right. And then like, I just, again, you said during the description, like if we're going to analyze this commercial, the part that really got to me was when he was like, let's role play. And he takes the the waiter's clothes. The waiter's which, clothes, but the waiter's left clothesless. I guess it's a talking point type thing, but it's just still, where is that like mentality come from? I'm I'm not sure if I was looking at my phone or if because we were in Canada we got a, a an abbreviated commercial. Definitely one of those two. I definitely don't remember that part. I remember the catchphrases from the famous people. I remember Steve Carell trying to do them. I do not remember the waiter and his boxers. And there is a 31-second commercial of this as well. I chose the, the 60 Yeah, seconds. absolutely. We should choose the 60 second. But I'll just say, that waiter is very uncomfortable in that moment. With the expression on his face, the tone of his voice, that is a real Me Too moment for that waiter. I, I'm, I don't feel okay with it. I don't feel like you should be randomly stripping waiters in diners down to their underwear. Now, do you find it weird that... Of all the stars to have been headlining this, it was Steve Carell was the one that was chosen. Um, like I, I clearly like it's either because of this Netflix thing that he's got coming out with. Like there's, it, like it just seems like I guess that he's get like they're doing this to give him a bump, as much be. as he's given them a bump. I think he kills it. Oh yeah, I think he was a great choice. It just seems like he's not as relevant as he was this year in comparison to other years to have done the leading of this commercial. I, uh, it just more, you would picture him to be the person in like the little John, not like, but like that kind of removed off. I, like, I don't know if I would say I, I, he was in welcome to Marwin in the fall, which was, you know, not a huge movie, but it was Robert Zemeckis. So no, it didn't, but it didn't get, uh, good reception. No, it didn't did great reviews, but it was a big move. You know, yeah, he's kind of playing a twist on Michael Scott, and there's something really difficult with the media nowadays and Twitter and your news feed. You don't know how much of a bubble you're in. So I don't know if this was really a thing or not, but it seems to me this past year he saw a lot of talk about an office reunion. And Steve Carell just shooting it down. But it does seem like The Office was, was very kind of relevant again this year, probably because of Netflix. Well, well, as I told you, they, like, as we said, well, I don't know what the, it's called uh, Space something? Space Force, absolutely. Space Force, yeah. Space Force is essentially going to be this office. And I think that there was probably talks of doing The Office again. And Steve Carell was really like, but I want to do something that's at least different. I really have to disagree, though. I think the thing, I know it's the same creative crew who made The Office. But I think what made The Office The Office was just the cast. I really think that each, you know, those characters were kind of blank slates and each actor made their own character. Except for maybe the top, you know, Dwight, Jim, Pam, and and Michael. And even still, they made them their own characters. I feel like you put Steve Carell in another workplace comedy. It's still not the same unless you round up those same people. Oh, yeah. All those characters are completely different. 
Like, even the main characters are different from the Office characters. Right. Like, from the British one, I mean. Right, they, they start the same, <coughs> but they, they definitely do take huge leaps of their own. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was just listening to uh, Plug to another podcast, the Good Place podcast, where they covered Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They said for uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they got a casting director before they wrote their pilot. And that's never done, but just because they were like, oh, we're just going to see – by now, Mike Sure shows are just really like, oh, we'll see who we can get, and then we'll write the part for them. So I have to imagine that it's you know similar things for a Space Force office. You know He's right there in that universe. Yeah. Anyways, I think Steve Carell was, did a great job. I oh, I think he did a great job. I think this, as I said, I think this was a per, like a really good commercial, except for, and I didn't think about it until you brought it up in this podcast, the woman at the end not really showing that, yeah, that's the right choice to make. <laughs> yeah, it really was. She was, okay, I'll settle. But, okay, before we leave this topic, and I've got my, my ad queued up to show you, let's hear your best okay from both Cardi B and Lil uh, Jon. I don't know how Cardi B's goes. Gotta I try. I can't remember how hers goes. But I'm gonna, okay. Okay, here's mine, and then Lil you'll John. do your, your Cardi B's as well, okay? Because, okay. okay, so the okay, Lil Jon is, okay. And then Cardi B is, okay. But I can't do that at all. But I can't do it. I didn't even worse than Steve Carell at the end. But you know what that what I'm trying to do? Are no, you... I didn't. Can't honestly, you... even w- having watched that, I kind of was like, oh, they had. I didn't realize Cardi B had the okay as her thing. It's really like occur, but she's rolling O-cur. the R. Occur. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Okay. If, so if now... you're still with us after that terrible performance. Then uh, we'll go to my commercial, and I'll send that to you now, Scott. Let's press play. It's a beautiful day for a joust. Indeed. Sun's out. Got my lucky loincloth, cold Bud Light, comfy throne. I don't have the plague anymore. Look, it's the Bud Knight. Dilly dilly! All right, let's tap this keg. Get it up, peanut. So I just finished watching this commercial, and it's uh, Bud Light's big Game of Thrones commercial. They collaborated with HBO on this, and the production is unreal. They probably spend as much money on producing this commercial as they did for actually booking the spot for this commercial, which says a lot, because booking a one-minute spot is like something like $5 million or something like that on Super Bowl night. Uh, well, and I watched a compilation of all of their Super Bowl ads. It's seven and a half minutes. So oh, wow. They're all set in this kingdom. I'd recommend checking them all out. I really enjoyed them. All starring the Bud Knight. I think the kingdom is called Dilly Dilly, but I could be mistaken. It turns out, uh, again, I don't get a lot of commercials, uh, but in doing research for this, this is actually a long-going uh, set of commercials. I found a series where they're going to visit 
and it looks like an enchantress or a witch to figure out about the World Cup. There's just one where the queen is talking directly to the camera, directly addressing Kate about how it is going to be to be married to a ginger from one princess to another. So this is a long line of commercials, and... And yeah, well, I'll I'll go over the description of this commercial for the listeners before we. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So we come in with we're in the kingdom and it, like a little joust festival that's happening. Some guys bringing out Budweiser and there's like the king and queen watching with their buds and all that. Not buds, but Bud Lights. The Bud Knight comes. Bud Light Knight comes out, uh, getting ready to joust. Uh, he gets knocked off, and it's by the mountain, and the mountain ends up doing his big famous poking out the eyes scene and all of a sudden a dragon appears and lights the whole entire place on fire and then we get a game of thrones hbo type thing since we've seen bud light splattered throughout the whole entire commercial we get we've seen the a product and we've seen it on his armor but we never do see their like uh you know the title card does go to uh, game hbo of thrones, i thought was pretty cool yeah and actually, which could be HBO the... probably kicked in some of the production costs and some of the, or even if not some of the, pro- they definitely gave them the dragon, I would imagine. Oh, they definitely gave them, that dragon was the exact right. Like they gave them the CGI stuff for that dragon yeah. and they gave them probably like help with the sets and all that. Like there was so, cause as I said, this is cross marketing. So both, this was equally both parts that got this. Right. And there was a lot of um, a lot of the other ones were in the same area, but none of them, the other ones were HBO. So it was really a shock to see it come on at the, at the game. Like, uh, you know, if you didn't see it live, it really, I'm sure you've heard about it by now. I, I remember saying, "That's clearly the mountain, right?" No. Like it looks like first before you know what's going to happen, you're thinking, "Oh, like oh, they're clearly trying to make them look like." But it's like, "Oh no, it actually was that." That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was great uh, cross marketing. I feel like it was kind of crazy that they decided to use the most infamous mountain scene. Uh, Absolutely. I thought Um, that was a little, like, overboard for something that families are watching and all that. They didn't go and do anything about it, but you were still, like, knowing what's going on. I feel like a kid knows what's going on there. If you're watching the Super Bowl, you're seeing real grown men getting subjected to to CTE. Good point. (laughs) Okay, but, so I have a couple theories about this. We're not really watching the mountain right now. Okay. That's pretty clearly Zombie Mountain. Yes. And Zombie Mountain is created because of the poison he sustains in the battle that they're recreating here. Right. At, At this point, he was still regular mountain. So that leads me to believe that we're actually seeing the future of the Game of Thrones universe. Like, this is sanctioned by HBO. As far as I'm concerned, this is canon. This is yet to come. We'll see this later on in the series. Because, again, it's not a recreation. It is a sequel to that moment. And he's just using his most famous move. We're going to go full spoilers. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, catch up. It's fantastic. The last season is starting soon. If you watch one episode a day, by the time you listen to this, you'll only have two days where you have to watch two episodes. You'll be there on the first season. So uh, I, I'd strongly recommend it. But... If you have seen the Game of Thrones, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you've already been spoiled, then continue to listen. We've never seen the Bud Knight's face. No. Now, one other famous Westerosi knight also wears a helmet that conceals his face. Do we think that the Bud, Bud Knight might be hi- hiding serious scarring? And we might actually be seeing 
Sandor Clegane, the Hound, as the Bud Knight? No. I no. think so. I think that's where we're at. I think that the Hound, I think what we've seen here now, finally, is the Clegane Bowl. We hadn't seen it yet. They're about to die by a dragon fire. It had to happen eventually. It's this true. Is, this is this is the Clegane Bowl as a Super Bowl commercial. I think it's more like a reenactment of of that story, though. Like obviously, because of the fact that it is uh, zombie, zombie Mountain, though. No, I I could see this maybe being, and then like the as they're fighting, the dragon comes and kills them both. Anyways. Right, and the dragons certainly weren't weren't in Westeros by. Uh... Oh no, the the zombie definitely the dragon being there clearly because my whole entire thing was that I was thinking was do you think the mountain got out? Oh, it could be the, very similar to the scene where Jamie and Bronn kind of just jumped in front of the dragon fire and landed in the water and survived. Right, and maybe so, this is just him fighting the bud uh, the bud light knight, and then we're gonna he's gonna keep continue moving on. And it's the bud knight. Bud Knight. It's canonically the Bud Knight. So this also got me thinking because Bud Light and HBO got together, made one combined advertisement for their products. I think that this is the future. I think, oh yeah, you see one commercial, it's advertising one product. Like, yeah, but you're like, oh, they have a, have a motive. I think we should see more of these partnerships. Oh, totally. Especially with bigger production uh, TV shows and all that. It the just makes shows... for bigger production commercials. Sure. Let me pitch you an idea that I've been mulling over. It's morning. Clearly, there's been a wild night. The, the blankets are mussed up. There's rose petals on the ground that used to be fresh but now are kind of wilty. There's spilt red wine on the carpet. And on the mirror, there's a message written like, oh, see me in the next whatever. Pan over to the bed. Mr. Clean stretches up and wakes up and looks around. He's like, oh, I got to get this place cleaned up. We hear from the next room a voice. His girlfriend's making breakfast, or whoever it was that he was with last night. So Mr. Clean gets the magic eraser, and he wipes off the, the lipstick. And then he gets whatever clean product, and he sweeps up the petals. And then he, Mr. Clean something. He goes into the next room. Aunt Jemima has making him pancakes. Why not? Yep. Why not? Why, why aren't we seeing more, more partnerships? They're integrating their products anyways. You know, why didn't the Backstreet Boys show up in the Pepsi commercial if they were already going to be in the Doritos commercial? Oh, yeah. And Chance the Rapper. Oh, it makes a lot more sense. You're right. Cross-promotion cross is always a good idea. Uh, gets, like, people talking in that. And we're in the age of the crossover. Avengers is the biggest thing in the world. I want to see Toucan Sam with the Copper Tone Lady. She's getting a tan on the beach. Oh, what wildlife? She's looking through her binoculars. Oh, someone following their nose. It's who can't stand. I, I, you know, I thought a lot, long and hard about my Mr. Clean example, but the world is filled with them. They don't all need to be big budget TV shows either. Now, one place has had this figured out for a long time. You know where that is? Where? Professional sports. Every time Michael Jordan appeared on a Wheaties box, that was a combined ad. So I think oh, yeah. finally time scripted shows are, are figuring it out too. Yeah. And on that note, we'll end this podcast. Uh, do you have any final things you'd like to say? Yeah. I just want to say, please don't shit in front of your children if they're like in their teens and soccer and <laughs> other things. 
Also, if you like what you've heard, follow us at The Stonerds on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we also stream on Twitch TV at The Stonerds Gaming. We also have videos on YouTube that you can watch. We got the Wake and Bake news happening every Monday, and our podcast coming out every Thursday. Which you're listening to right now. Which you're listening so you to right now. I already know that. Also, if you have any commercial ideas that you'd like us to talk about, tweet to us at uh, The Stonerds. Write us. Yeah. Email at info at thestonerds.com. And we'll look at that commercial and potentially do it. Right. Okay, everyone, have a great night. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day.